You're now listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast brought to you by Drip Drop. Drip Drop ORS was invented to treat dehydration in the most challenging circumstances. It's used by athletes, military members, firefighters, the garage guys, garage girls. So Me? Just, yes, so, finally so got so my Jensen. Drip Drop. That's it's the it. best. It is, 100%. I have, I have to say the watermelon, the watermelon just hits different. Like, it does. Like that's that's got to be my favorite. You're not alone. You're not alone in that. And, and there's a lot of other people that use Drip Drop too. And we want you to use Drip Drop as well. So go to dripdrop.com today. Use promo code GarageGuys20 at checkout to get a discount on your purchase. Get the drip, yeah. rip it and drip it. When I drip, drip it you and drip. drip it. Yeah. Do you, do you remember um, there was a song in the 90s? Like I, I basically just, just took this out of the book. I was like, <laughs> when I drip, you drip, we drip. But it's like, when I dip, you dip, we dip. I put my hand up on your oh, hip. When yes. I dip, you dip, we dip. Yeah, when I drip, you drip, we drip. That's what I've done now. There we go. That's where cool. we're at with it. So, yeah, drip drop. Gentsy, it's been a little while. I'm glad glad that you have made it back to the to yeah. the virtual garage. What how, How's life been for, for the one and only garage girl? What's been Life's happening? Life's been good. I started back school this fall. And I graduate with my degree in December, so I've been working towards that. Started off last week, and it's going to be a good semester. It's going to fly by. You know, time flies, so. Yes, it we'll does. See, we'll see what happens. You picked a good year to graduate because, like, you probably oh, have to yeah. go to school for, like, a limited amount of time, and then you can just, like, literally just, like, if you want to, be in pajama pants for graduation and just have yeah, you. Yeah, they've already, well, they've already canceled my graduation. Like, we're not doing anything for Big surprise. Graduation. Big surprise. But they say like we'll get to like in the spring, next spring, we'll get to walk with the spring graduates. But I don't know if they're going to still, if they're going to follow through with that. That's going to be a lot of people. And so I don't know, but they've already canceled my graduation. I thought I'd be a little, a little bit more upset than I was about it. But, yeah. you know, I kind of, the stigma for me, like graduating in December is that like, it's going to be cold, you know, so you can't like wear like a cute dress, like cute little heels. So if I do get to walk in the spring, like at least I can like ball out, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Like you're just going to have to like, yeah, just get like a full blown, like a, uh, like a winter jacket, like North face, or you can get one of those like onesies they sell at Target, you know, like the unicorn ones. You can do that. I can wear like the snow boots. Yeah. Like you know, but I don't have to do that now. So yeah, we'll over. see. We'll see. Like I said, we'll see what happens. We'll see where this goes, but not looking promising for me. Uh, well, it's okay. The, the main thing is, is you're getting the degree and yeah, you're moving that's on. What I'm, that's what I'm going. That's what I'm there for. Moving on to the BBD, the bigger, better deal. We're proud of you. Proud round of applause. <laughs> got, got to keep rocking and Yay. rolling. Yeah, yeah, that's right. All the time. So, so now that we've caught up a little bit, um, obviously uh, we've got a pretty, uh, Pretty cool show for you guys. Obviously, it's Darlington week. Um, I had to just throw the – this is, like, my favorite, like, old oh, school NASCAR cool shirt, too. Let me see. Look, it's – Oh, damn. Okay. Look, I busted it out. I know. You got the whole Garage Guys triangle thing on it. That Daytona – what year is that? I know. I don't know. It doesn't really have a year. This car is – I love that shirt. I got it. You? I got it thrifting. Yeah, that's the only will. way. How I got it paid? for like right. th- how much three dollars. Guess how much this one was. Guess guess how much this one was. Fifty cents. Fifty cents. No, nah, it was a little more than that. It was a little more than that. Just take t- <laughs> all right oh. over over a dollar. Over a dollar. Take a guess. Two dollars. Boom. Boom. But $2. yeah, I love it. I think it's like I love like the checkered, like the yes. gradient checkered. So cool. It's like it's like our it's like our new alternate logo that's on here. You know what I mean? So like yeah. I don't know. So I'm I'm repping NASCAR and I'm repping the Garage guys and Daytona and Daytona and Daytona and who doesn't love Daytona? Like honestly though, like that track, like whenever I went for the first time, it honestly gave me chills. Like yeah. you walk in, like it's just like this vast track. Like it's different than Dega. Like Dega hits different. It does. Dega's it's a little like more out in the country. Here yeah it's out in like the boondocks but like daytona like you're surrounded by ocean and like 
there's a strip like an act like with restaurants and stuff. Talladega, you got to drive like right. 25 minutes to find something to eat. Only the but, finest establishments, Hooters right across the street, finest establishment on demand. For real. But like Daytona, just like it gave me chills. Like as soon as I walked into that place, does it do the same thing for you or was it just me? It, it's definitely got this. Uh, we, we just got back from this past weekend. Um, so we went and it gives you, it's like you said, definitely different than Dega. It's kind of like going to like Lambeau Field. Like if you're a football fan, if you're a Packers fan, like Lambeau Field is like in Green Bay, Wisconsin. It's like the the ultimate like establishment of like football. It's what it embodies football, you know. Yeah. So going to Daytona, it like embodies racing in America. It embodies yeah. NASCAR. So, yes, you do get that feeling. There was a lot of Jimmy Johnson stuff there, obviously, on display. So it was it was the whole nine yards, but the only thing that did suck about it was the there was no infield access for fans yeah. at this point. So it was a little different. It was a little different. Um, but it's something it's, we're gonna have to get used to. For for now, for now, yeah. yeah. I can't I can't do this forever. So they gotta figure some shit out. So okay. Um, but uh, I I will say that the race was amazing. That was the best race I think I've probably watched all season long. And you know me, I like all the races, even when everybody's complaining and whining about yeah. how this race sucked. I'm like, who cares? It's NASCAR. Did you put? You should maybe bet some money on it, and then it won't suck because then you'll be pulling for your guy. So that's right. Then you'll be watching every lap to see what's going on, see how exactly. your money fluctuating. That that's why we it do entices what we do. you. Exactly. That's I've right. gotten I've gotten so many people that play that that play fantasy football, love football, love basketball. They're into NASCAR. So, but all the NASCAR people will not get in anything else now. So I, that's what we're doing going forward with this uh this fantasy football league. Yep. And I'm gonna make I'm you one play. Of those NASCAR people. I, I'm gonna I know, make you I play. Just, <laughs> you're playing. I don't know what it is? I told you like no it's, it's sport real. has ever stuck with me. You know, like it's just been NASCAR since 2016. But you have you have a competitive drive in you. Like you have like that competitive nature. Like you don't want to lose. You're not a loser. So no. I know that once I put you in a fantasy football league, it's gonna be you're you're gonna be like rocking like football jerseys. Okay. Too. Like so, and like I love trying new things. You know, exactly. like I'm always like I'm always open to trying new stuff. So we'll we'll see where this goes. Fast lane, fast lane fantasy football league is gonna be a 14 uh, team league on, on sleepers. It's gonna be huge. Wife in the fast lane. That's it. It's we literally got a picture of Bubba Wallace just like sending the ball home, like on the pit on pit road, like all. Yep. So it's gonna be fun, um, but yeah, I don't know. Like uh, like they, Daytona is an amazing place. Uh, we got the throwbacks yep. on. Getting back to all that, Darlington is an amazing place that I've never been to yet. The Lady in Black. I haven't either. I would love to go. Okay, so that that needs to be because like I I haven't been to Bristol yet, and I know you already have. I want to go to. Mo- no, yeah, Bristol. Now that is like my all-time favorite track. I like, feel like that just, just, been, just like I can't explain. I love it. It has to crawl up your skin that you have not been to Bristol. It is like it does. I mean, like, like I love Daytona. I love Talladega. Like super speedway racing, obviously, is a different ball game than short track racing. But there's like I'm that type of girl that brings binoculars for the super speedway races, oh, and shit. I'm like literally. <laughs> Like following them, so like the the OCD in me, you know, like I want to see everything that's going on while I'm there. So Bristol like helps out with that because like you can just see everything, and like it just feels like like it's just like this huge arena. Like that's that alone is amazing. It yeah. literally is like the Coliseum, and that's, like that is so badass. Like there's how loud? Like, how loud does that wait, get? Wait, wait. Honestly, Bristol wasn't like too too bad. Like super speedway is like this going to super speedway races is just as bad or like mile and a half. Bristol is no different. But I'll tell you what was so cool about Bristol. So you what? roll up to this track. If you drive up to it, you come up on a mountain, and then all of a sudden the track just emerges up out of the mountain. Like not on its own. Honestly, it doesn't do that. Like like, like Olympus. Like, like yeah, it's not Hercules's like that. house. But you just drive up to it and it's it's literally in the middle of a mountain. Like on a mountainside. And I never like, knew that. No, yeah. I was freaked out. It's in the clouds almost. Like it it's is in the cloud. Like, it's, it's I feel Olympus. like it's like That's I literally feel like it's like, oh it's no, like whenever I seen it for the first time, I couldn't believe it because I was like, we are literally in the boondocks, like where the heck are we headed? Like, I, I didn't see anything. I like, you know, like you show up to a racetrack, you see the racetrack. You know what I'm saying? It's out in the open. 
Like I yeah. said, in Bristol, it's literally in between a mountain, like in between two mountains. That's and incredible. It is the most badass thing ever. Like I'm telling you, like you have to park and walk a mile to the racetrack because like, you know, like you can't park on a mountain, but I mean like the walking's fine. Like bring good walking shoes. It's like just being there and like seeing that for the first time, you're like, holy crap, this is different. You know what I'm saying? Like right. you don't get that everywhere. And it's, Bristol, it's a crown jewel track of NASCAR. Yes. And it's short track racing. So it's like, it's honestly like a little bit more bumping and banging, I think, than like a super speedway where like they can get, you know, like different manufacturers will get in their own little packs and they'll race in their own packs and they'll be separated out from other packs. It's not like that. Like you yeah, can't you're, do that. You're, you're, you're bundled you're, up. You're next to each other all the time. It's, and I just, it's just, it hits different. Like you, you love it. Like you're electrified right now talking about Bristol. Yes. So you've yeah, got Bristol. me jealous as shit that I haven't been to Bristol. And I need so to get- where I'm getting with this is Darlington is on my, bringing it back to Darlington. Darlington is on my bucket list. Like it's like number three for me, but number one is Martinsville. Like yeah. I want to go there so bad, especially it really like sparked my fire going back to the whole Denny Hamlin, Chase Elliott thing. Like whenever Chase Elliott was still in the 24 car and Denny um, turned him like yeah. in the last couple laps. I remember that. That just like sparked up that fire for me. Like I want to go to Martinsville so bad. And it's honestly not that far from me. And but, you wanted to keep like, Denny Hamlin in the nuts. Oh yeah. I was ready right. to fight. Like my <laughs> muscles grew like this big that day. Like I'm not joking. Dang. I was ready to go. But yeah, Martinsville is up there for me. I just want a hot dog no for Martinsville. Like me too. That's a part of the experience. Yeah. So one of these days we'll have to make a trip out there and see what we can do. We're going to do that. We'll for do a sure. hot dog review. So, so there's so much like we, we, we've learned a lot so far. We've learned that, that if you bring up the word Bristol to Gen C, she will become energized. So that's how you get electricity out of Gen C is Bristol. I love Bristol. So I will and make I sure. I love too. I love See, Dega. I grew up at Dega. I grew up at Dega. See, I'm, yeah. I, I could talk just like you talked about Bristol. For Dega forever, but okay. I will say that we do got to talk about this race coming up this weekend. I am excited yep. that we're going back to Darlington. Um, I wanted to go ahead and go over the poll. Obviously, your boys got the poll. Chase Elliott starting Chase first, Elliott. and I picked Chase to win this past week. Now that I know he's on the poll, I'm probably going to hold Odds on. Are even to that. better. I'm going to hold on to it. I'm going to hold on to it. So Elliot and then Hamlin's right behind him in second. William Byron's in third. Alex Bowman fourth. Keselowski fifth. Truex sixth. Blaney seventh. Harvick eighth. Boyer ninth. And Almirola in tenth. That's your top ten. I'll be talking a lot more about uh, the actual like racing and uh, looking into betting and DFS stuff on the Rotoballer DFS preview show. You can watch that. Check that out. Yes, you can watch that on Roto Ballers YouTube uh, page. Drew is out of town this weekend, so obviously he's uh, always out of town. He, he's an out of towner, but he's been out of town a lot more lately. But it's okay. He's got fantasy football draft this weekend. He's got big stuff, and uh, he's going to have some fun videos for us to watch. Uh, They're going to be coming out on his Twitter. So make sure you're following at Chef Boyardine as well, just like you follow me and Jency. Um, but. I wanted us to take some time since, since I'm going to be kind of getting a little bit deep into the whole stats and DFS stuff over there at Rotobar this week. I figured something for us to do, something I really want to do, like like been wanting to do this with all my heart. I love throwback stuff. We've already established this in, earlier in this podcast. Me and you both love throwback shit. We have a throwback race. So I wanted us to go through these car schemes and then we are going schemes. to get schemes. Yeah. All right. She, she's been roasting me about how the way I say schemes. If you think I say schemes weird, please uh, tag me on Twitter. You say schemes. How do you say it? Schemes. I say schemes. Schemes you with say, a K? You say, you say, you like really like get in. You're like schemes. I really get into it. Schemes. Because I enunciate like it the way it's spelled. Like schemes. <laughs> and I'm just like schemes. 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 Yes. So, so the C. Schemes. The the C and the H are silent. I don't know. Seems. We're going to talk yeah, about how honestly, they painted the cars this week. Let's let's dive into how let's dive into the to the stickers that they put on the cars with a hairdryer. Um, let's okay. let's right. go. All right, let's do this. First car we got to talk about. Uh, we'll kind of go in order by number. Quinn Huff, our our favorite, a good old good old pal Quinn Huff. 
the uh, first place winner every week. Um, Quinn Huff is throwing it back to a tribute to 1936. I don't really understand this one uh, other than – Is that like a man on the – on the side that is a man with a flag that i think that that is like a dirt track i'm looking at it right now oh that's pretty cool yeah drivers let's see driver for permanex quinn huff driver for permanex and it's just uh it's got like a swirly now i do like the fact that he has this swirly deal on the hood because basically he's going to do what he does best and he's going to like just like make people worry about him behind them because he'll suck them into their his hypnosis train right there before he decides yep. to turn That's his what I thought too. with the car. So, yeah. Yep. Shout out to Quinn Huff. Right. <laughs> um, okay. Next up. Number, Brad Keselowski. Number Brad, two. Number two car. Um, he's throwing it back to himself. So, I have a little something to say about that. A little Jensi Says. Jensi Says is back <laughs> in the middle of this. Let's go. What do you have to say about this? Okay. So, I don't think that's cool. Like, I don't think, like, throwing it back to yourself is a cool deal unless you're, like, Jimmy Johnson retiring type deal. Like, if it's, like, your final year and you want to throw it back to, like, your first championship or, like, the first year, like, your favorite scheme from the first year when it, that you ran, that's different. But Brad Keselowski throwing it back to himself, like, like or anybody throwing it back to themselves unless they're Jimmy Johnson, yeah. that's not cool. Like, yeah. like, there's plenty of history out there, plenty of cars to choose from, like, don't pick yourself. That's what so, I have to say. Stop being an arrogant shitbag, Brad. That's what I we have to say. That, but, I, but, I said it yeah, for you. Stop, that's what you were thinking. I said what you were thinking. Yourself. Right, I, I just don't think that's cool. This is what I have to say about this scheme. For one, it looks like the same thing that he runs every week. Um, the only exactly. thing that I see that's different is the fact that it's this weird little thing going on in the front, which basically looks like a praying mantis's leg. So it looks like a praying mantis's leg, kind of like you know the, those bugs with the little spike hands. Stabbers, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got one of those. So he's trying to go full praying mantis. The only problem is, is they, those bugs go really slow, which is probably what will happen to Brad this week at Darlington. You can find out more about that by watching the Road Bar preview show. So that's right. That too. All right. So slow boy praying mantis legs. Brad has last. All right. Week. So. Moving Number three, on. yeah. So this one is Austin Dillon is throwing it back to Junior Johnson for RCR. This car is the shit. I love. I love. Super old school. Super old. It school. is. It looks super old school. The I mean, like the scheme itself is is pretty simple. You know, like it's very simplistic, but it still like is enough to catch your eye. And like I love the colors. Like it's like the gold and the red. I think that looks pretty sick. Um, real quick, I do have to ask this. When are we going to see okay. the full-blown Dale throwback? That's what I'm waiting for. Like, we haven't seen that yet. We haven't seen – it's like, know. are people scared to run it? That's that's what I was getting ready to bring up. Like, do people think, you know, like, are they scared to do it? Like, like what we got like it? a ha- We got a halfway thing going with Jimmy Johnson's car. We'll get to that one. Everybody's pretty much seen that one. Um, yep. But, but nobody's done it fully yet. I just I don't know why. That's, yeah, that's not for me and you. That's that's not for me and you to decide, though. So it's not. Know. We'll figure it out. But the Junior Johnson scheme is great. Let's go on, Jensi. What what we got for Kevin Harvick? Oh man. All right. Oh my god. He is god. paying tribute to former Bush Series champion. I love this car. I love this car. It it reminds me of like whenever I was young. And like my yes. uncle would drink bush beer, like that's the that's the packaging I remember right there. Yeah, this is like, like early two thousand, late nineties yes. bush. Okay, yeah, I, I kind of dig it myself. I think that's pretty cool. Harvick did it right. I want that diecast. I want that diecast. A hundred percent. That is a pretty cool one. Um, Ryan Newman is doing an Oscar Meyer Newman resurfaces his 1999 scheme from the USAC silver crown series. Mm-hmm. Another man throwing it back to himself. Get a grip on yourself, Ryan. I don't, I, think I, don't, this one's anything, I don't think this one's anything special. It's no. just, it's just orange and blue. That's it. And an Oscar Meyer logo on the front. It, yeah, I'm not, not a fan. And for those of you seeing, listening, I'm not seeing the vision. NASCAR.com. Yeah nascar.com follow along with us as we go down okay i don't i don't i'm not a fan of that one okay all 
Josh Tell Balicki. Tommy he Baldwin. Is, he is throwing it back to Tommy Baldwin. And this car is bright ass yellow. Mm-hmm. Bright <laughs> as fuck. With some red. <laughs> so, like, I think, like, mustard and ketchup, you know, like, I yeah. mean, mustard. And let me bring this up too. I think mustard is, I tweeted this, I think mustard is the superior condiment over ketchup. A lot of people don't feel like that. I love me some mustard. Like, I just think that it's it's good. Ketchup is just like sugary tomato, which I like tomatoes. Tomatoes are good. Have you tried organic like ketchup? Mustard, yeah, it's like the same. Mm-mm. What's the it's, difference, Chase? The difference is, is it's not fucking disgusting like mustard. So that's, that's the Whatever. difference. Mustard's not mustard. disgusting, but it's just, I don't think it's a superior condiment. I don't. Okay, I think you're whatever. wrong. That's so, yeah. an argument Josh for another Balicki. day. Josh Balicki, I think a mustard and ketchup. Okay, I have, moving right, on. Before I get you, to this one, um, okay. I just want to say I thought it was hilarious. There was this lady sitting in front of us at Daytona that was asking about who who was who was the number seven car because it was going so slow, and like she was like she was like, oh, it's so cute. It's just trying so hard, and I was just like, yo, Josh Balicki, like that's sad. That's real bad. It was her first NASCAR race. It was hilarious. All right. So he got roasted. He did. And he didn't even realize it. In in the sweetest way possible, he got roasted. This this, this older lady. Funny stuff. Tyler Reddick. All right, let's go. Tyler Reddick, the number eight. RCR throws back to uh, Jeff Burton. This is the flyest car on the field. I don't know if you have seen. This is a good one. Harris Liu quote tweeted. um, I think it was a picture from RCR literally has Tyler with the bodysuit that matches this. Tyler's already grown his beard out. Tyler's got the, this dirty, like, gritty face looking to him. Like, Tyler looks like he belongs in 1990, like, in the early 90s. Like, he was yes, like he I love how some of them do that, too. Like, like some of them don't just throw back to the car. Like, they really go all out. Like, you know, yeah, like, you've seen Chase you Elliott with to. that beard. Chase Elliott's also grew his hair out a couple times, too. And I just think like people who go all in, like that's, that's cool. You know, like that's like respecting like history and stuff. I think even more. I will say this to answer your question. Cause the last time you were on, we were talking about Chase's beard. Jimmy Johnson didn't have a big beard. So he's throwing it back to Jimmy Johnson this week. He didn't have a big beard. So I think that, I think Chase is just bearding it up. I think Chase is beard boy now. I think he, yeah, I don't think he's paying tribute to Jimmy Johnson. I Mm -mm. think that the beard is there to stay for a while. And Mm -hmm. I have to say, like, I didn't give my verdict. So here you guys are. You're going to hear it for the first time, whether or not I like it. And I don't like it. I really don't. Yeah, I don't don't think you liked it before, but. No, I don't. about. Chase is a beard boy now. It's okay. I like beards. Like I ran, I, I ran one. a poll. I ran a poll on Twitter. A poll. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, what do you guys think of Chase Elliott's beard? Like, do we love it? Do we hate it? And everybody was like, no. <laughs> so oh, no. I'm with everybody. It's it's a no for me, dog. Okay, I'm a big beard guy. I have a beard. I think you're just upset because you can't grow a beard. That's probably and speaking, why. Speaking of Chase Elliott, he is next on this list. Yes. Um, and I think he's paying tribute to Jimmy Johnson. And I think what the whole Hendrick operation is doing, stop it, paying tribute to Jimmy Johnson, I think that is a really cool, like, collective team effort to, like, respect him and his career and, like, what all he's done for the sport. And, I, th- I mean, like, I love all the Jimmy Johnson schemes. I just think that, that they mean something. I think they all look pretty good. So I like it. I wish they would have made the Napa lettering look more like Lowe's, though. That's where they screwed up on this thing. Oh, how uh, could you do that, though? You, you know just take you just take the blocks out the way and just make really yeah. big ass letters, and That's or true. put like like or just put like literally spell it out. Like I don't even know what the hell Napa stands for, and I'm coming out here on this podcast to say that I have no shame. So yeah, do you know what Napa stands for? They follow you. You better know. <laughs> putting you on the spot like she already hit that keyboard <laughs> oh my god what uh, it's over it's too late you lose no <laughs> it's okay eric, i figured it out eric amarola eric amarola oh, no. and, and fans for national automotive parts association 
<laughs> Congratulations. All right, Napa, you better give her a uh, gift card or a, a trip to a race now or at least a, 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 a Chase Elliott okay. car to do that. Okay. Um, Eric Amarola is doing the, I guess, uh, the Go Bowling is sponsoring him again. And I, I don't really know. Uh, fi- oh, Fireball Roberts. That's where this is from. Oh, my God. This is yeah. super old school. I'm a huge fan of this scheme, though. Uh, but now, like, like, Fireball Roberts, I've heard of him before. Like, he was way, way, way before my time. But I see now in yeah. this image, like, I see this old-ass car back here. Yeah, that is pretty cool. I love that car. The bowling pins, the yeah. kind of – it's not, very 1950s-ish. All right, I'm down with what, what Amarola has. All right, let's talk about your favorite right. driver, Denny Hamlin. Next. You, okay. Without further ado, favorite driver ever. All right. So Denny Hamlin is honoring Yarborough, his paint scheme. Kale. And Kale. 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 And I like it. I think it's I think it's pretty neat. I dig it too. Um I love the fact that they go ca- going back to the old ass FedEx logos. Yeah. I, yeah. Now I do like it whenever the logos can can be like changeable like that. And I, I like the stripe on the side of the car. I think it just gives it a little, it's like a zhuzh or something to make it a little more. Well, zhuzh. I like that. Zhuzh. Zhuzh. That's my word. Yeah. I'm, almost, I'm stealing it word. now. I'm stealing it. Okay. Now. Just give me creds. That's fine. Taking the zhuzh. All right. Ryan Blaney is All rocking right. uh, Paul Menard's Maytag car. Okay. So, um, it's cool. Yeah, it's a little yeah. more simple. I mean, I think. I think it's like a pretty car, you know. It, it looks like something that that he would run like on a weekly basis. I think like it doesn't look. It's not anything super spectacular, but I like the colors, you know, like the the yellow and the and the red and the navy blue. I think that all goes together pretty well. Yeah, it's cool. It just doesn't have that razzle dazzle like some of these ones we've seen thus far. But uh, I'm sure Ryan yeah, will. It's, it's decent. Ryan gets the awards because Ryan's always a vintage guy, so he's always into that. Yeah, line. So, he'll come up. He'll 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 make it while I think. Just just let him let him have his moment. Absolutely. All right, Jensi, who All we got right. next? All right, we got Clint Boyer, and he is doing a Kyle Petty throwback. So, what do you think of the car? I'm mad because he didn't do a Hot Wheels throwback for Kyle Petty. He just did uh, this peak antifreeze. I mean, it's, it's cool. Um, I don't really it's remember this special. car. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember this car much. I wish it would have been Hot Wheels leading the way. That would have been dope. But good job. Yeah. Um, All right. Brennan Poole, premium motorsport Chevrolet. The Red, Red Rooster. Rooster. It's cool. I kind of – I kind of like this. I love the numbering on the side. I think that, that's pretty cool. That's super 1980s, like like early 80s. That, that's like yeah. Days of Thunderish type stuff, right? And there. like the um, the stars on the side too. I think I think that's pretty cool. I uh, like I'm, it. I'm with it. I'm with it. Um, I'm with it. KB. Oh. Kyle Bush. It's the same it thing. Throws back. Throws back to 2004 and chocolates on the hood. Is what it says. Yeah, that's Elliot Sadler um, is what he threw it back to as well. Um, and you can just – the only thing that's different about this car is the numbering, which is – I mean, it's very subtle. But a lot of people were like, yeah. why are we throwing cars back to Elliot Sadler? Like, Elliot Sadler – like, what did Elliot Sadler do? And so, yeah. I had to go look back. I mean, he doesn't have any, like, championships or anything. But I guess that maybe, like, they can be like, okay, well um, – Kyle, you're not doing that great, so we're not going to spend extra money on you to rewrap your car. So we'll just give you some new numbers, and you're going to throw it back to Elliot Sadler. Because I can't That's think, true. I can't think that he would have wanted to do this by any means. So yeah. I don't know. It just looks the same as what he always runs. He's not going to look any different. You'll know it's him out there in the field. Exactly. Uh, but next we have Martin Truex Jr. and he's doing a Bass Pro inspired throwback. I'm pretty and sure he's throwing it back to himself too. Yeah, I think so too. Um, the car is nothing special. No, it's like we're running out of ideas at this point. Like that's what sucks. It's like we're running out of yeah. ideas. The problem is, is there are so many great paint schemes 
that have been around in the eighties and nineties, but like nobody will just run them. Like I, eventually you're going to have to get to a point to where you're running paint schemes that of drivers that didn't hardly do anything. You need to be running these cause they look cool. Not because yeah. you know what I mean? Drove them. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's cool, but at the same time, it's like we're, we're getting closer to where we're getting up there in the years. Um, yeah. Eric Jones, number 20, he's throwing it back to Tony Stewart, the early days of Tony Stewart of T stew. Yeah. It's all right. I don't really think it looks that good. I'm going to be straight up gray and red. Honestly, out of all the Joe Gibbs cars, I think Denny Hamlin's looks the best. What do you yes. think? Right. Yeah. As of right now, grading with this. With the FedEx, with the FedEx logo, I think that that makes it stand apart from, from everybody else's. But Absolutely. Out of all of them. Yeah. So Denny, Hamlin. Denny took it. Hamlin takes it for Gibbs. Reddick, can we agree Reddick takes it for RCR? Um, I don't know. I kind of like the number three car too. Okay, agree to disagree. But I like, I like. I mean, like, I'm not saying it's better. I mean, I like Tyler Reddick's too. I like them both equally. How about that? All right, that works. I, I'm, okay. I'm a little more Reddicky, but it's all good. Um, okay. Next car we have De Benedetto. Yeah. All right. And so he is throwing it back to what is that? I can't. Lund Punch. I don't know what that is or lunch, what that, who that is. Lunch Punch. I'm probably like cursing some great dude's name right now. By I don't think it's Lunch Punch. Lund Punch. Punch Lund. Yeah. So I have to say, I do, I like this car. I, I think it's very well executed. The colors remind me of a Dr. Pepper cream soda. Like, it's just like very like, you know, like the maroon with like the, the cream color on top. It I does think it look looks Dr. Pepper. Good. It is Dr. Pepper-ish. It does. I like it. All right. So for right. times for time's sake, we're only in the twenties. I think we've spent a good amount of time covering these. So I'm just gonna run through these, try to run through these as quickly as possible. Um, okay. we're just gonna say the number and we're gonna say if they're worthy of being talked about. So twenty two, is it worthy of being talked about? Joey Logano. No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> William Byron. As much no. even though it's even even though it's it's you know, it's Jimmy Johnson, no. Okay, uh, JJ Yeely with the Nerf, the old school Nerf car. This is worth yes. it. This is worth this it. This is worth it. This is like, this is nostalgia. Boom, punching the you face of my childhood. Like, look, straight up, like running the old Nerf scheme. Um, I dig this so much. Like, like I said, it's got all the early '90s components. Everything that we love here, at Garage Guys. The, the, the triangles, the the loud text, the, colors. the, the pink, the green. It's so bright. Uh, they did yes. a hell of a job. Too bad this car will probably finish dead last. Um, <laughs> That's okay though. It's a good scheme. Moving on. Okay, number John thirty-eight. Hunter. John Hunter. No. No. Nope. Um, Cole Custer. Haas. Okay. Custer, Curtis Turner. That's another old school one. I like the number yep. font. That's about all I got to say about it. Uh, yeah. Moving on. Bubba Wallace. Sorry. For me, it just <laughs> kind of missed the mark. It's, every, it's, yeah. it's, it's literally Richard Petty every year. I, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, Jimmy Johnson. This is worthy to talk about. Don't think. you think everybody's talked about this one enough, though? I think it's ugly. Okay. Chase thinks it's ugly. I just like the history. I love the history. It. I do too, it's, but Okay, that's all we gotta say. Moving on. Well, um, all right. Go ahead. You you can spend a little time. No, it is no, it's no, seven no. time. It's seven times seven times seven. What 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 is okay. your favorite part about the car? Just the history or what uh, is it? I like the I like the Dale part, the Dale Earnhardt part. Yeah. I think that is so cool. But I just think it, like you don't see that very often, like where people use two schemes in one. You know, like, it's like Jimmy Johnson's branching out. Like, is this going to be, like, the future of schemes? Like, if people run out of ideas, like, are they going to start, like, combining? And, like, I get it because, like, you know, like, no, nobody else in the sport has ever had, like, like those three who have the seven champions, that's never – the ch seven championships, it's never going to happen again. That's what I'm saying. So, in that instance, so, like, this is legendary. Yeah, so, like, this is legendary in of itself because Jimmy Johnson is running – he's tributing to both of those who, who went, like, before him in the sport. So, I think that's really cool. That's me. I, I like Richard Petty, but he has a throwback scheme every year, so I wish it would have just been all black and gray and red. So, that's okay. all I have to say. Just maybe, that, maybe in the future. That's the, Dale, that's, the Dale, that's the Dale fan in me. That's the Dale fan in me. Okay. What about um, – what do you think about Timmy Hill? Okay, so going to Phil Parsons' skull car. Anytime the skull car is involved, like I'm all about the skull car. So I I used to dig the skull car. I figured cars. you would be. 
Yeah, big skull guy. A big skull guy. So good job, Timmy Hill. Uh, hope that your car can go fast. Um, okay. And then Ross Chastain, the Dirty Mo Media car. It's all right. It's just simple. It's all right. But it's yeah. uh, it's it's Earnhardt seventy six scheme though. So you do have to say that you have to give it that at least. But yep. out of all the Earnhardt schemes, out of all Dale schemes, nothing hits home like the three. I'm sorry. No, that's, that's all like I the, have to say. Nothing hits that's home. That's like the face of it for sure. Yes, the the good wrench that's like number his, the three. The face of his brand. Yes. Yeah. So this I is agree. this is cool. It's always cool to have Earnhardt honored. I will say that. Uh, just really yep. wish you did the good wrench. Um, okay, so Alex Bowman, Jimmy Johnson, that one's aight. And let's yep. go ahead and roast Christopher Bell for throwing it back to his truck. Uh, LOL, you're not Jimmy Johnson. Who the hell do you think you are? You are you're literally getting a free chair at Joe Gibbs Racing, kicking out Eric Jones, who is kind of better than you. So, yeah, that's how I feel about it. Yeah, I ain't about it. I'm not a big Chris Bell guy after a it lot of thought. It <laughs> like, doesn't do it for me. Okay. Um, and then is, is Daniel Suarez our last one? He's, and he's doing the same shit, throwing it back <laughs> to when he ran at Joe Gibbs. He's like, no. he's, I can just hear him now. I remember the better times. These um, were the yeah, better times. I'm, so I'm, I'm done with this. Yeah. Um, over. Um, I'm over this. Um, if you're, I just don't think it's cool to throw it back to yourself. No, There's it's plenty not. of things you can do. Like, like that's just like, like it makes me cringe. So that's so, all I have to say. So obviously, all right, we have to pick a winner now. Who won out of all of these? Who wins Darlington weekend's throwback scheme? Just be honest. Who wins it in your opinion? Okay. I will have to say Tyler Reddick's is very well executed. We both agree. I like. I like his, I like Austin Dillon's, I like Matt DiBenedetto's, and Jimmy Johnson's. Those have got and, – and Kevin Harvick. Those are my top five right there. I'm with you on that, but only one wins the weekend. Who's the winner? Who wins? Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick. It's official. Maybe, Tyler, maybe you persuaded boy. me because this, this is a joint decision of ours. So, we've come to the consensus. Tyler Reddick's. His is, his is the best. I think it looks great. Shout out to the homie Red Dog. Shout out to Jeff Burton. You won the Red Garage Dog. Guys. You won Garage Guys Darlington Weekend. The award. That's right, here, babe. Photoshop an award right here. Me There's, holding it. Here's an award. All right, there you go. There's the award right there, Tyler. You did it. Congratulations. All right, Gen Z, I think, I think we've done enough talking about these. Uh, hopefully no one's asleep by now because we, me and you really got drilled into that one. So I can only imagine how the listeners are feeling. Fear not. We have one more scheme to talk about in the Xfinity series, and that comes with an interview that I had earlier this week with two of my, I would say, in NASCAR Two of the first people uh, that really kind of, well, there was one person missing, but one of the first drivers that really kind of welcomed me into the, into the pits and into like that world of NASCAR media. Um, and we're going to talk about his paint scheme that he's running in the Xfinity series this weekend as none other than Mr. Jeffrey Earnhardt. And we're also going to be sitting with Eric Jones and that's Eric with a C, not with a K. So enjoy the yeah. interview. Garage fam, we love you. Gency's back, back again. We got yeah. a, got a Gency says it was fun. We're going to close you out was, with the interview. It was real. It was fun. It was real. It was fun. When I drip, you drip, we drip. We all uh, drip. All right. You want a sports party repeat for us over to this interview? Yes. You ready? Sports mm-hmm. party repeat. Here's Jeffrey Earnhardt. <laughs> all right. We now welcome on two of the compadres right here. Uh, first time I'd ever went to a NASCAR race. These guys made me feel at home, and, uh, and the rest is history. Jeffrey Earnhardt and Eric Jones, welcome, finally, you some bitches, to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. How we doing? Pretty good. Not too bad. How was They're doing good, man. I'm just happy to, uh, happy to finally make this work. We've spent now – I want to say we've known each other for over a year now, and it's just there's been so many scheduling conflicts, so much stuff going on. So for us to finally be able to get this done uh, is big. And not only is it uh, is it awesome to finally get it done, but we're getting it done on Darlington week. And 
I want to get right into it. You got one of the sexiest paint schemes in the field. Um, for all our garage fam listeners that haven't seen it yet, I'll be sure that I got a picture up for you guys. But uh, you want to talk a little bit about the sponsor, the paint scheme, and where it comes from, and like uh, how excited you are about running that thing this weekend. Yeah, it's pretty badass to, you know, I always want to do a throwback to something that my grandfather had ran in the past. Um, and, you know, this year we thought, man, why don't we do the, the gold and black Bass Pro Shops car that he ran? Because not only did he run it, but my dad also ran it on Father's Day weekend in Michigan. So um, we talked with KSDTCPA and we, you know, asked them what their thoughts were. And they're like, man, uh, it'd be freaking awesome, you know? So one thing led to another and we threw the paint scheme together and, and man, it turned out freaking awesome. Um, I got sent pictures today of the actual car, not just a rendering, uh, you know, fully done, about to go on the hauler. And man, it's, it, it's, it's exciting. I, I'm, I'm being biased, but I think, I think we got probably the sexiest car for the weekend, but um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, Darlington throwback weekends, always something that just excites everybody, even us drivers, you know, we get excited just to see, you know, what the cars look like, what the crew guys dress like, you know, um, you know, who's, who's going to shave off their beard and just rock a mustache. So, um, yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing for uh, this weekend? I mean, I, I, I love my beard, but you know what? It's starting the weekend. So I think I'm going to I'm gonna have to shave it off. Uh, I'm going to tell you, this is the perfect weekend for you to pay tribute to your grandpa, man. Dude, if you, if you go straight stash, like it's 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 almost like inseparably. You can't even tell the difference, hardly, dude. You put the big shades on, Smash <laughs> Bro. People are gonna be like, "What is what is this? What is this happening? What is going on right here?" <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, and Eric too. I mean, like I know uh, definitely being in the pits, working, uh, working as uh, you know on the cars and being in there. I mean, I want to just say this right now, right off the bat. So for a lot of you that don't know Eric, uh, you guys can hit him up on Twitter. And we'll be giving the handles out at the end of this interview. But I want to just say this one thing before we even go any further. What you guys do on pit road with those cars, anybody that has any shit to say about people that work in the pits that are not athletes are trash. Because I've watched these guys bust their ass and, and work so hard. So not only are drivers athletes, what Eric does in there. Uh, is an athlete how much water weight are you losing i know that jeffrey's losing a lot of water weight in the car how much water weight are you guys losing in the pits working as fast as you guys are and how hard are y'all training each week for this stuff i would say we probably lose depending on how well you hydrate throughout the week i would say anywhere between three to four pounds depending on the track you go to i mean this year's been one of the hottest hottest years of racing that i can remember and i've been doing this for seven years um but we practice uh, two days a week, uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. They give us Mondays off, mostly because, you know, you never know when that rain out's going to come because it's time to catch your breath and everything. But it's it's fun, man. It, it's not for everybody. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I mean, I'm just showing you, like, I've been, I've, been, I've been around people that are in the Xfinity level and in the, you know, the cup level, and it's all the same gig. It's the same stuff. There's nothing really different there, but it's just – it's amazing – see how much work that actually goes into it and preparing like there. And there's a lot of, uh, as I found out this past week and there's a lot of NFL players that actually get into, uh, that world as well. I've got a buddy of mine that's, that's played for the NFL. that's trying to work his way into that thing right now. So, I mean, you gotta, you gotta be a hoss, dude, like, you gotta be a hoss being there. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty heavy stuff. So I just want to make sure that doesn't go unnoticed ever. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of confusion about that stuff in the way, but, when it comes down to the hydration, you, you, you guys got something down there that y'all use to, to hydrate? Oh, look. Look, it's, it's some drip drop right there. Check it out. That's oh, right. Never leave the house without it. All right. That's, that's what's up. You were telling me, Jeffrey, that, that you know, you'd show me some stuff over the past weekend where you uh, were working on these boxes for noodling because you're an avid outdoorsman. You do a lot of hunting, a lot of fishing. Um, so you've been literally building these boxes for the past three days. So like you need the drip right now more than ever. Yeah. Dude, I, I'm telling you, I, I had plenty of drip going on from the heat outside. So I just had a little bit of drip drop to the, the, the drip I already had going. But um, yeah, dude, it's been, it's been hot and humid here. Like, I mean, it, you know, downpour rain the 
other day and then it's you know 102 heat index outside so i uh was an idiot and thought it'd be a great time to build catfish boxes for new one and me and uh, one of my buddies willie we just got to it and we ended up building we built 95 boxes in uh in three days and that's cutting the boards cutting the plywood screwing it all together i mean it's uh it's not just you know as easy as it, it may sound but um but yeah, it's a lot of boxes. Next next year's Newland season is going to be uh, going to be pretty spot on. So, so obviously we're going to get into the, the driving career, but we got we got to start here. How did you get into this? How long have you been doing uh, the noodling, and and you know where uh, where does it all drive from? Well, a lot of it. I mean, really, all of it came from uh, last year. We. Um, I had the opportunity to have Jeff and Hannah Barron come out to a race. And, you know, I don't know if anyone knows, but Hannah Barron is a huge uh, social media uh, hit on this whole new one thing. She she really blew it up and, and influenced a lot of people to, to start new one, uh, me included. And, uh, you know, fortunately, I was able to you know, get to hang out with her, hang with her dad, Jeff Barron. He's super cool. Um, and, uh, and, and then one thing led to another, and we were hanging out. A lot last year, noodling together, going on trips together, um, and, and doing a lot of different hunting stuff together. So, uh, you know, it was it was all just kind of kind of stemmed from there, and uh, I freaking been wide open with it ever since. This year, caught my biggest fish I've ever caught, fifty four pounds. Uh, it's a pretty big catfish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, we used to run trot lines when I was a kid, but I mean, and I, my my grandfather was a really big outdoorsman. He owned a seafood market. And so I remember like driving to like Jackson, Mississippi to pick up catfish with them at the ponds and stuff like that, like at three o'clock in the morning, coming back and dumping <laughs> them out, helping them skin fish all day. And so like, that's always been a big part of my life too. And, and I know that like, you know, you live in Carolinas, you probably have been, um, you know, heavy into the same type of stuff, but like, this is where it gets more primitive. This is where it gets a little bit more dangerous. How many snapping turtles and snakes have came at you? <laughs> no, none so far. I'm, I'm not a very big fan of snakes. I don't, I don't do snakes. Um, nope. So, you know, if, if, if a snake came at me, I probably probably wouldn't make it back. I'd just, I'd just throw my hands up and, and let the snake take me. But um, no snapping turtles. I know it happens, and I'm not saying it won't ever happen, but um, I do – like the way I do it is, is uh, the best way to minimize the chances of, of getting bit by a snapping turtle. I don't do it out of the banks like a lot of people do. So doing it out of the boxes, the boxes are fully submerged and snakes and turtles need air to breathe. So they don't typically put themselves in a hole that doesn't have an air pocket in it, where like a bank can have an air pocket in it. So um, the boxes are a little bit safer, but I still check with a, a stick before I go shoving my hand down in, in the box, trying to catch a, catch a fish. So, um, you know, I, I try and make sure. I, f I feel like I need these to drive a race car, so I'm trying to take. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> that's uh, that's that's definitely what I was looking into. But I mean, I think it's cool that that you have the the ability to make these boxes, and that they have a way to kind of give you a little little bit of a less risk involved to be able to do those kind of like you know primitive uh, fishing and hunting style methods. I'm like a uh, a big Jared Allen fan. So when I used to watch the videos of him with a spear up in the, up in trees, like going after bears and stuff, like I was just like, okay, I need to train my body to do this. Like take an entire two years, just only work out like one arm and just like go for it. Yeah. So I've done spear fishing, but, but I, I'm ready to get into this noodle game. I know eventually one of these, these weekends or when the season comes around and when is the season, by the way? Um, so it just varies, uh, based off water temperature. So, um, what it is when, you know, when the spawn comes around, which is based off, you know, a, say, 68 degree water, water temperature, kind of when it starts to roll up. Well, I mean, you, you might as well start checking boxes at 60 degree temperature, water temperature. But um, about 68, 70 degrees is when it gets really good. And then uh, the catfish will start going in these boxes. The male will clean, them, clean the boxes out, get it all nice and pretty. And a female will come in there and she'll lay eggs after she lays eggs he runs her out he fertilizes them and he stays in there and protects them so uh so really i mean we're, we're kind of creating a, a breeding ground for these catfish so we're helping them in a way but in, in return we're also getting the opportunity to catch them um and 90 percent of them we turn back we, we we only only keep enough if i if i need you know some catfish for the freezer or whatever i'll keep you know a, a 
20 pounder, but anything over that, I don't, I don't really want to keep, you know, I like to turn it back and hopefully one day catch it again, or maybe let it get a little bit bigger and catch it, you know, a couple years down the road or something. So. Heck yeah. You can't pass up the good eating here and there, man. I know how that goes, dude. It's, as, as a hunter growing up myself and a fisherman, I, I, ha- I have to do that myself. But yeah, sometimes you got to turn them back, unfortunately, because of uh, laws that these people have put in place and the game wardens and things. But it is what it is. But uh, I know uh, en- enough of that for now. I- I'm super, uh, super excited about that. Ready to possibly get up there and do some of that stuff with you. But um, getting back into racing, man. Um, been a couple of years now into uh, into NASCAR, and obviously everybody knows who your grandfather is. They know the backstory of that. Your dad's carrier in heart. Um, racing's obviously been a part of your family your entire life. You know, it's something that you've 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 known since you were a kid. So I could literally go into the basic questions of when did you know you wanted to drive a car? That was probably from the moment you came out of the womb. So, um, I would have said the night he was conceived. <laughs> yeah, that too. That too. That's very true. But, um, you've been in and out of the, the cup series and you're in the Xfinity series. Now, what would you say has, has been like, um, one of the biggest moments for you, like in racing and in a professional racing. And, um, what are some of the things that when you got involved in racing that, uh, were maybe not quite what you expected them to be, or, or were there any things that, um, that were kind of a challenge for you to get through? Um, I mean, I would, I would say one of my favorite moments in racing was probably uh, last year um, at Charlotte. Um, you know, we ran the officer Sheldon car and, you know, he was an officer that lost his life here in our hometown of Mortarville. And, you know, to get the opportunity to go and run a run officer Sheldon car at, you know, our home track of Charlotte Motor Speedway uh, was, was huge in its own. You know, it was, it was awesome to get to honor him and what he did um, on our race car for that weekend. But then, you know, we walked out of there with a, a third place place finish, you know, 50 laps to go. We were a lap down and I thought our day was over. And from a lap down at 50 to go to finishing third, I thought was a, a pretty, uh, pretty awesome race and, and awesome weekend and, and just a great way to, to honor Officer Sheldon. So um, that would probably be my, my favorite moment so far in my entire racing career, just because, you know, I know what it meant to a lot of people, his family, um, you know, the, the police department and the officers here and all over the world, you know, so um, that was, that was really cool. But, um, you know, the struggles have, have been, you know, just with sponsorship, you know, it's, it's really tough to get those sponsors to be able to go and run for the big teams. You know, last year I was at Gibbs and uh, it was a great opportunity, but, you know, it takes takes a lot of money to go race there. So, you know, yeah. uh, we've been fortunate enough to to have partners that, that stick around with us and continue to support us. FlexFit, um, all of our partners that we've had this year that have came on board with me. You know, a lot of them my, my first time getting to work with them, but you know they've been real supportive over this year. And, um, you know, it's it's just cool to get to to work with these guys, but it's a challenge. It's probably the biggest challenge I think we all face in in the NASCAR world. Um, so I, I would say that's probably been the, the toughest part of, of this whole thing is, is finding the money to, to continue to compete every year. That's, and that's really interesting too, because, you know, I'm sure a lot of people come to you and say, well, you're an Earnhardt, you know, you could, you just go run for your uncle Dale, you know, with junior, junior motorsports. And I mean, I know from y'all's family, I mean, it's from what I've listened to from, you know, Dale, from Dale and from, you know, your, your dad and from you, I mean, you guys are very kind of like a every man for himself, prove your ground type of family. So that goes for one thing. So that automatically kicks the silver spoon theory in the ass. So that lets you know, like, so that's what I'm saying. I got tremendous respect for, for you and, and for y'all's family in that aspect. I mean, just me being a, a kid growing up as a fan of your granddad um, when my dad was a Jeff Gordon fan, very tough household. Um, and I don't really know how that happened, but it happened. <laughs> I think it was after your granddad was in basketball and he was driving the taxi and he hit the raccoon. Dude, that was an all-time moment for me. It just changed everything forever. I was like, who's this Chef Gordon guy? I don't care anymore about this, this rainbow car. I want, I want to go for this <laughs> raccoons and taxis. <laughs> but, uh, but, but, yeah, man, the sponsorship deal, dude, I didn't realize how, how wild it was, man, like as far as the money that goes into it and the time that goes into it. And, it, you know, and it's always been an expensive, expensive sport. I mean, it's no, nowhere near, I guess, the amount of like F1 racing and things like that. But you still have to have those things, man. So 
that, that's one thing that I'm looking in um, that, you know, I'm looking at now and I'm seeing and like, I want to be able to, to, to try to do anything, um, you know, I personally can or, or to, to help, help our people and help our guys too. So, but it's, uh, it's a long road. And just like you guys know, it's, uh, it just takes a lot of work and putting a lot of time in. And, um, you know, I've, I've, I noticed that one of your sponsors a couple of years back was Hulu. Um, so they, they ran with you guys. And I mean, I mean, we're, we're talking upwards of like $20,000 for these cars. I mean, I know some, some people when they sign like a 10 race deal, they may be looking at like a million dollars. So it's, uh, it can be expensive, you know, and, and it's just, uh, it's one of the things that, that get me, but at the same time, there's always hope, there's always a future. And that's one thing that I know that, you know, too, you, you stay on the positive side of things. Um, with your dad, I mean, we're going back to like the pain scheme, you know, the Bass Pro pain scheme, you drove the 33. Um, how much time did, uh, did your dad kind of work with you like growing up and like, uh, you know, all that, that he did and how, basically where, where did he start you out when you were racing? Like what, what was the first type of racing you were doing? So I honestly got a late start, man. I was 14 when I first got in a race car. Um, and, you know, 90% of these guys start when they're five, you know, so it's right. it, quite a, quite a big difference, but I actually started, I didn't, I never ran go-karts or anything like that. I started in a four cylinder front wheel drive street car with a roll cage and a racing seat. Oh, yeah. It was you know, pretty badass you know, deal for me at the time. Um, and, uh, yeah, I started in that and just kind of worked my way up on the dirt side of things and did, did three years on dirt and then well, two and a half years on dirt and then went to asphalt after that. So, um, and when I went to asphalt, I went right to an asphalt late model. So it was, a uh, it was a quick progress or process. Um, but it was something that, you know, my, my dad made sure to make sure it was something that I was ready for every time before we moved up to the next thing. And, um, you know, when I was uh, 17, I signed a contract to drive at DEI, a four-year contract. And, you know, I thought the streets were paved with gold. And, you know, everything was going to be a walk in the park at that point. Um, you know, we, we all kind of, uh, well, not, we all, but a lot of us went through this whole developmental program deal where, you know, basically the scouts uh, of the race teams would come out and evaluate drivers. And uh, how Joe Logano was in it, uh, Jeremy Clements, um, I think Chad McCombie was in it. Uh, shoot, a bu- bunch of bunch of those guys. Um, you know, Joe Liano probably being the biggest one uh, out of that group to date. But uh, we all came through the same program, and you know, we got uh, we got offers from you know several different teams. And you know, my goal was to eventually drive for my grandpa's race team. And so when you know I got the offer from them, I was like, hell yeah, that's where I'm going. You know, I didn't, didn't even think twice. You know, so right. Uh, so I went there and, and did that deal until, you know, DI kind of just dissolved and went to the way it did. And then uh, that's when I realized how hard this sport really was. Cause from that point on, I kind of did it all on my own and uh, really fought and, and had a hard time getting back in racing. Uh, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't easy and, you know, a lot of hard work and good people around me. And, you know, now we, we are here, we are today, but, you know, it, it was, uh, it was definitely a tough road for sure. Yeah, definitely a journey. And then with you too, Eric, I mean, when, uh, when was it, I mean, you guys have obviously been friends for a very long time. Um, did you kind of get into, uh, wanting to work, uh, you know, in the, as, as a pit crew member, like whenever Jeffrey went into racing or was that something that you had, um, an interest in before that? No, it was, uh, something that just kind of like crossed my path. Uh, so I played baseball for just about as long as I can remember. And right after I Shout out. Last, I was a big baseball guy <laughs> myself. Yeah. Last, so as soon as I had my last uh, professional tryout, uh, I thought I did well enough, but I knew there was guys that had better tools and way better athletes than me at that point in time. And I think at that point I just gave it up, but I wouldn't say not even a month later, I got the opportunity come check out pit stops and uh, ended up at Stuart Haas and their developmental pit program. I think I was there for maybe a year and a half or so until I finally did like my first race. And uh, Jeremy Clements, one of our good buddies, he was actually our, uh, my first race that I ever did at Iowa back in 2014 and been doing it since. 
it's I mean it's thrilling, it's exciting. Keep it keeps me competitive. You know, it keeps me in shape for the most part. So get to get to travel across country, get to work with one of my good friends, met all kinds of different, you know, people throughout the garage that become more than friends, you know, lifelong friends, teammates, and you know, it it's been a good journey. Enjoy. Yeah, when you're down there in the dirt with it, for sure, man. That's why. That's where the uh, the biggest uh, strengthening relationships comes from. So definitely know that. Got to get the grassroots work in. Um, so I guess I guess before we do go, this was uh, this is kind of a curveball I want to throw at you, Jeffrey. Give me the scoop on the money team racing. <laughs> I mean, what, what's what, what's going on with this, man? What's going on? What's going on with Floyd? Is he ready? Is he ready to to uh, to, to lay the hammer down in NASCAR? I don't, I don't know. I, when, when that when that whole deal came about, I, I thought I thought it was a, a great idea. I thought you know we just line up the potential drivers and, and throw them all in the ring and see who won, and the winner gets to take the seat. You know, I thought. Yeah, I'm know, about that energy. energy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like Floyd could respect this, but uh, no, you know, I know there's a lot of talks, and you know, obviously, you know, I'm always looking to race more and more because the more seat time you know i can get the, the better i'm gonna you know develop myself as a driver but uh nothing nothing there yet with floyd but i think it would be pretty badass to drive for the the go to boxing i mean the man is uh just incredible and in, in his skills and, and talents so uh but uh and his know. marketing too his marketing ability him dude him and conor mcgregor the way they marketed that fight man and oh, it made it last really? all those rounds you know, my, you know how many of my friends actually were dumb enough to bet on Connor? <laughs> Dude, I cashed in, bro. I cashed in nice on that one. But, you know, it, was, uh, it would be really cool to see more athletes. And like, that's what I want to. I know they recently had the rumor that Michael Jordan was going to get involved with Richard Petty, and he basically came out and shut that down. I had my theory that he did that to get all of the, the, the NASCAR video game kids to watch The Last Dance because they probably don't know other sports exist. <laughs> So uh, that, that's my theory on that. But it would be awesome to see more because, I mean, us, you know, with Garage Guys, you know, we, we, we pretty much dip our hands into every sport. So NASCAR is kind of like our forefront. It's our bread and butter. It's, you know, it's what we do. And we definitely want to see more of these athletes get involved. So I don't know. Floyd getting in there would be awesome. And then maybe we can get some more people because we know um, Bernard Pollard is actually uh, the Ravens, uh, uh, play for the Ravens. He's loving it now, man. Actually, I, I shot, shot my first tweet to him the other day because he was mad that Madden was glitching, and I was like, "Oh, that's what you get for not waiting to the middle of the season to buy that game. <laughs> like, like, you got to use your mind on that one." But um, I don't know; it's just awesome. And in as much of a negative year 2020 has been, there are a lot of positives that have kind of came from it. And so, especially with NASCAR, the ratings are higher than ever, um, and, and I think that this is the perfect point to really push and power on to get this sport back to where it was, um, you know, in the, in the nineties where, where everything that, you know, your grandfather and Jeff Gordon did. And I'm sure our listeners want to know too, do you have, um, how many, you know, do you have a lot of memories with, uh, with, with, with Dale or with your granddad or what's, what's one of those memories you, maybe you can remember? I know you were probably really little, but yeah, yeah, no, I mean, uh, you know, I, one of the, things that I always like to tell everyone is, you know, he, he was intimidated on the track and off the track, you know, whether it was family, friends, it didn't matter. Um, you know, I would always call him Paul Dell, you know, kids, my Paul Dell. And uh, he would always say, he, he would say, I'm not going to answer you. Call me Mr. Earnhardt. Paul Dell makes me feel old. So, you know, what? he was, uh, yeah, he was, uh, he was intimidating off the track as well. But, um, you know, he was, he was, he was the man. He was, he was my superhero as a kid growing up, um, you know, just, you know, being able to see what he did and, and how much he, he did for other people. And I mean, he was just, he was just a stud at everything he did, you know? So it was, uh, it, it's a lot of, a lot of good memories of him. Not enough, obviously, but a lot of good ones. Hell yeah, man. Dude, it's, it's an awesome thing. Dude, Jeff, obviously I know that uh, we'll, we'll all be seeing each other here pretty soon, hopefully. And, Best of luck this weekend. Uh, you got full garage guy support going into this race and pretty much every race, but don't tell all the other people. They're, they're <laughs> going to explain you that because then, because then they'll, they'll feel weird coming on the show. So we got to pay the bills. But <laughs> everybody pretty much should know by now we're a big Jeffrey Earnhardt podcast here. So 
That's how we roll. But uh, where can all of our listeners follow you guys that don't already follow you guys? Man, my social tags are all the same. It's uh, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, name it. Always active. Uh, it's Eric Todd underscore Jones. Word. And uh, Jeff? Jay Earnhardt one. Jay Earnhardt one. All right. So you guys know where to follow these guys. Everybody better be pulling for Jeffrey Earnhardt or I'm going to make you unsubscribe from this podcast and then resubscribe. <laughs> That's how we'll do it here. Right. Guys, thanks so much. It was a pleasure. Uh, and we'll be talking again soon. Thanks for having me. It's the garage guys. 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 It's the garage guys.